Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 94 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. We are, of course, joined on this episode by our good buddy and fellow Work Juice player, Josh Molina. And you can see Mark, Josh, and I all this Saturday, December 17th in L.A. with the rest of the Work Juice players for the final Thrilling Adventure Hour live show for a very long time. How long? Who knows? But get your tickets now. They're still available. It's going to be at the Ace Hotel downtown. You can go to the Ace Hotel website, or you can hit up Thrilling Adventure Hour on Twitter at ThrillingADV. While you're getting some tickets, on January 14th, that is a Saturday in San Francisco, California, Mark and I are doing a live We Got This with some of our Work Juice buddies as guests. It's going to be at the Punchline at 1 p.m. You can go to SF Sketchfest to get tickets and for more info. And now, without any further ado, here's episode 94 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best fictional president. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hi, Hal. How can we stop fighting? Look, we're about to start recording. Can we please not fight? Oh, this time? Now you want to stop fighting? Yeah, now I want to stop. Hal, are we, are we rolling? Yes, we've been rolling, Mark. Oh, hey, Hal. It's good to talk to you, buddy. Years of this. Oh, hey, good to talk to you too, buddy. Are we out of it now? Hey, um, what's going on, man? Welcome <laughs> to you and to everybody listening and to the special guest who's sitting in the room with me. He's one of the work juice players. He was on Sports Night. He was on The West Wing. He was in The American President. He's currently on Scandal. He hosts his own podcast, which is brilliant, called The West Wing Weekly. He's Josh Molina. Hi, Josh. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. This is never has a topic and a guest matched so well on this show. Right. And it was a uh, a Twitter suggestion, yes? Yeah. Yeah. It was. We've had a couple. This is like the, the amalgam of a few different suggestions of topic um, and that topic being best fictional president and we're subsetting that to movies and television so i'm mm-hmm. sure there are a ton of them in literature that would just make it impossible <laughs> to go through the this entire list comic books for half a second i thought wait film and television what else is there that's fiction <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right print is dead that's why we yeah. oh, not gags. included it here so uh we, we have a list here Yes. That, that was uh, prepared by our researcher, Kate McManus. And I got to hand it to Kate McManus on this episode. She went above and beyond. And yes. uh, this is the, the hard work that she put into deep this. Deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. Deep, deep dive. And you are involved in uh, in three of these. Right. Now, let me do, uh, just to get the framework here. Do I have to recuse myself from those or I bring my expertise to the table? I know. Bring your expertise to the table. And actually, yeah. this those will only be based on personal details about those actors' lives. Excellent. Good. I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the characters, the actors. Yeah, we right. brought you in for dirt. Right. Well, actually, I yeah. looked at the brackets, and you've listed actors, which yes. raises the question, are we are we judging the actors in particular or – the character. Uh, we, I'd, I'd like to judge the characters. Uh, the performance is one thing, uh, one great thing to judge. But if someone said to me, hey, who's a better president, Aaron Eckhart or Jamie Foxx, I would have an answer. If someone said, who's a better president, Benjamin Asher or James W. Sawyer, I would have no idea what they were talking about. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I did this just for for mental clarity to put faces to names. Fair enough. And I, th- I think for the purposes of these 16 that we've bracketed out, all mm-hmm. the performances are, are pretty strong. So yes. we're going to, tr- we're going to, th- th- certainly the performance is a huge part of the character, but I think it'd be fun to sort of assess them as presidents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Do we all agree? I think that sounds great. Sure. <laughs> Wait, you're <laughs> It's actually a very interesting question. The question is, is a, uh, an entertainingly terrible president. Right. A bad president for, for our purposes or a good president? I guess the answer is bad. <laughs> There's a reason that Kevin Spacey is a four seed in this. Yes. Ah, yeah. Right. I got gotcha. you. 
So we're really saying for the purposes, for our purposes. Yeah. Please, no betting. Um, We're looking at what kind of president they were and promised to be. Yeah. So close down your Mm -hmm. legal podcast betting rings Mm -hmm. that you've opened up for this. That's right. We won't have it. Basically, we're trying to pick the person who, after January 20th of 2017, uh, who would we rather see as the president? Okay. And so we can't, so we can't pick 16, all 16. Yeah, 16 yeah. winners. <laughs> Any of yeah. these 16 yeah. could, could be it. Uh, um, <laughs> see, this is the way I think of it is my father for years during the election would say, I want to vote for Jed Bartlett. That mm-hmm. was his, not, I'm not saying that, that, that Jed Bartlett will be the winner, but that was his idea of like, I've, I've seen a president in media who creates an ideal that, that I think all leaders should strive towards. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Groundwork well laid. Yes. As am I. Uh, so we have some people, uh, and Mark, <laughs> you, you, I think have the list in front of you as well. There's some people who did not make the list that we're just going to throw out as honorable mentions. Uh, that is who, true. Who particularly stands out to you on that list, Mark? Uh, I, I really liked, uh, Billy Bob Thornton in Love Actually. I realized we, we took him off the list because it's a small role. Um, he's, and he's a total jerk in it. You don't really see much of him doing anything policy related, but he is exactly what that movie needs at that moment for Hugh Grant to step it up. He's not overtly evil. He's just, Kind of smarmy, and it was a time when, uh, you know, we had our <laughs> big Texan kind of president. So, it, yeah. I thought he was perfectly cast and was and, and executed that role well. Yes, in brief screen time, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the character's a tool. Yeah, he's a real, real butthead. And I, there's no parallel for a current president that could possibly be a tool. No, no, or or a president elect. So it just seems right. unrealistic that such a jerk. <laughs> Would have the highest office in the land and just show up and be be a super jerk. And the, they meet in London, don't they? Yeah, they meet at his house. Yeah, at Hugh Grant's Hugh Grant's Ten Downing Street. It's ten, right? It's sure. been a while since I was invited. <laughs> um, all right, so he's he's he didn't make the list. Who else here? I mean, one that sort of stands out to me is Lisa Simpson uh, on The Simpsons, who who is projected to be president. I think that's a vision. Of the future that she sees from a fortune teller, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I don't remember that in an one. earlier episode. But you know, the idea that Lisa Simpson will be president someday is nice. But you know, we don't get enough of a of a sense of what kind of president she is, and also it's fantasy, so we don't know that it actually happened even in the world of that show. So she right. was left off of the list. Any any others? That- but uh, a shout out to that episode for predicting the future because the joke of that scene is that President that Lisa episode? Simpson is there to repair the damage of the Trump administration. Oh, so, Lord, it could be true. Yeah, yeah, that was the joke that was made in the nineties. Uh, do you see anyone? Do you see anyone on that list, uh, Josh? I don't. Do I have the list? You, Where's the list of people do. who didn't here, make it? Here are a few honorable mentions right there. Oh, sure. I, there have never been mm-hmm. more screens active in a room than I have. <laughs> <with you. laughs> I've got a lot, there's a lot to cover here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Battlestar Galactica, Mary McDonald. Mary McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that show. <laughs> she, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What nerds? What? This is, is our, <laughs> this is just the new show. Oh, I like that's a good show. I did really like that show. That is a good show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a rotisserie. Um, uh, okay, she was never elected to office. I see. Yeah. So that's why she's uh, mm-hmm. she's not under consideration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's also people like the president from Escape from New York, played by Donald Pleasance. Mm. Where the whole thing is, he his plane crashes, and then they have to send in Snake Plissken to save him. You, and you get the sense that probably he's not a, a really good guy, because his, his the people mm-hmm. who send Snake in are kind of jerks. Right, that is true. So, so he's not making. He's this off list. our list. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why these. Uh, people, listen, we could go through a ton of names. <laughs> there's a reason why these people are not in our Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Sure, President Lindbergh is not the president of the United States. Uh, Tiny Lister is playing the president of Earth in the Fifth Element. That's right. And then there's also there's the president of the the United Federation of Planets from from the Star Trek films, who just seems to preside over disaster after disaster and the destruction of several enterprises. 
So he's not there either because that's just too much presidency. So should we make this uh, – we, we should really say that this is uh, the best uh, fictional POTUS not just president, because there, mm-hmm. be, you know, there's presidents of companies uh, that learn a lesson by the end of the movie, and that's not what we're talking about either. <laughs> yes, Good, fair point. <laughs> so, so with that said, why don't we jump into our brackets, and we'll have um, great. Uh, hopefully, you've got brackets, your own bracket I love that available. Show. You can print them out. <laughs> yeah, brackets is huge. Congratulations again to Louis Anderson <laughs> yeah. on that Emmy win. It's excellent. Really deserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was finally time for him to win an award. It's weird to me to think that Louis Anderson went from that show where celebrities do high dives right. into a pool to <laughs> winning an Emmy. It, was, it wasn't that long ago. That gives me great hope. What was that? Was <laughs> oh. that Splash? What was that yes, called? Yes, it was called Splash. Loved it every second. I d- was completely wrapped up in it. That show was the definition of a summertime show. It was like, hey, we got all these stars. Uh, throw them in a pool. Put Louis Anderson out there. But give him one of those uh, stripey, uh, you know, Atlantic City 1910 swim trunks. <laughs> yeah, he cried during that. I yeah, mean, it was he did. really like you watched a human being going through some stuff. Because mm-hmm. I get not yeah. wanting to be in a swimsuit. I bet he really doesn't want – he had to have like at least three swimsuits on just in case something tore. I don't think he wanted to be in a swimming pool. Wow. Yeah. That, that killed the whole podcast. That's it. <laughs> That's all we got, yeah. folks. That's it. Sorry. Louis Anderson, uh, the end. Louis Anderson in a swimsuit. <laughs> Deal with that. <laughs> all right. Let's get into these brackets. Go for it. I'm going to uh, – I tried to divide them up. We, we seeded each uh, – Hal and I took a little time and we seeded each of these presidents, one through four, mm-hmm. uh, so that, you know, so that we wouldn't have the two top contenders uh, facing off in the first round. There are 16 uh, battles of two. It's going to go down to eight. Then it will go down to four. And then it will go down to a final two. And we will choose the one winner. So let's start with uh, – let's start with our first battle – of this uh of this bracket we're going to go to the northwest division dividing it up into four quadrants northwest division first battle harrison ford in air force one versus william sadler in the marvel cinematic universe well i mean all i remember william sadler doing is getting kidnapped in iron man 3 right and they (laughs) put him in the iron man suit although you don't underestimate the importance of being Elegantly kidnapped as a, as a president. Do you think it was elegant? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, in a sense. I want you to describe an elegant kidnapping to me. Do, are there tuxedos? You need to survive it. Sure. That's important as a yeah. president. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and not take up too much of the movie doing it. That's true. He is really nice about you know, not taking up the movie. There's an economy of, uh, of kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a hat tip for. <laughs> He doesn't take too much time right. to get kidnapped. He doesn't make a, such a William meal Sadler uh, is is a wonderful actor, and I love to watch him work. As the president, though, he he does not have a trustable face. Mm. He's great. No, William Sadler looks to me like if I see William Sadler in a movie, I expect him to by the end of the movie turn out to be the bad guy. The, yeah. The only exception is when he plays Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm. Oh, he's so good as death. Terrible at board games. Great at love. He was very good in Blexi Blues, the Neil Simon play. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. Broadway credits. Just want to work in that I've seen a Broadway play. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see, was this the original Blexi Blues on Broadway that you saw? Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Who did he play? Did he play the sergeant? He played the sergeant. Of course he did. He was very, very good. Who played the sergeant in the film? That's a good question was it um christopher walken yes yeah there you go mm-hmm. what a great ha- they do have similar Boom. faces don't they they do i don't mind them playing brothers who's who's working on that broadway play i bet bill sadler was pissed though <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i'm sure he was uh, it should have been me although it's possible he wasn't available to do the movie because he had been elegantly kidnapped that's right. Unlikely. Oh, yeah. Unlikely, but possible. Not only do his presidential characters get elegantly kidnapped, he himself, Bill Sadler, gets elegantly kidnapped constantly. Yeah. Mm. That's all he does. Is well, that I, the reason he's not in every movie? Yeah. That's <laughs> He's always just being kidnapped. He's not available very often. <laughs> he's spending a lot of time in vans. Here's the, here's the other thing about this president, though. He's, he mm-hmm. is part of that, that unilateral Sokovia Accord mm. from Civil War. Which leads to civil right. war, right? So that, that's not a great president. Yeah, that's probably that would probably be a defining moment in his presidency, outside of Hydra trying to mm-hmm. kill him and kidnap him. 
all the elegant kidnappers lining up to promenade with him. So this bracket is a trouncing, right? Yeah. That's what we're saying. We're going, it's Harrison Ford all the way. Harrison Ford uh, is a badass in a plane who, uh, he, John McClane's an entire airplane full of terrorists led by, was it Gary Oldman in that movie? Yes. Yes, it was. So this, we don't have to talk much about Harrison Ford right now because clearly he's going on to the next round. That's yes, right. Absolutely. Great. Uh, so, uh, in the battle, Harrison Ford versus William Sadler, the elegantly kidnapped William Sadler is being elegantly removed from this, uh, competition. Sorry, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Moving oh, yeah. on to. Do you know him personally? You he's must. just a Bill because I'm calling him Bill? Yeah. No. Uh, why, yeah. why do I know him as Bill Sadler? I just want to work in that I know what the nickname for William is. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bragging. It's not even yeah, humble bragging. It's fine. No, no, it's pathetic bragging. Don't really. apologize. Yeah. I do that thing. You know what? You- when we get to, when we get to Michael Douglas and versus Kevin Klein, if you start calling them Mike and K-Dog, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you for the warning. Do you ever do that though? Do, uh, do you ever do that, Mark, where you, like a celebrity, you refer to them by their first name? Yeah, I was wondering whether I was supposed to say Josh or Joshua. I don't mm, know what the official canon question. is. I think only I refer to myself as Joshua. Yeah. And okay. Everyone I know calls me Josh. I use J-Dog. I like that. Generally. I would enjoy that. Yeah. I, I use I use Kevin Klein as your name. <laughs> also, I would love that. <laughs> you Great. elegantly kidnapped Kevin Klein's name. <laughs> All right. So who else do we have in this bracket? We have a two and a three seed facing off. Uh, the two and the three seed in this bracket. This one I'm excited about. This is Aaron Eckhart versus Jamie Foxx. And by extension, mm. Olympus has fallen and London has fallen versus White House down. Yes. So but we're only looking at the presidents. Yes. Aaron Eckhart is president, president Benjamin Asher and Jamie Foxx is president mm-hmm. James W. Sawyer. Now, this is a, again, you would say on the face of it, these are, these are both the same film. So it's about a, a group of terrorists taking over the White House with inside help in what seems like 30 seconds. So it is the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most. They get right to it. Yeah. They get right in there. It's real easy. You can just drive a tank apparently over the, the, the West Lawn or wh- or whatever area they, they come in, South Lawn. Um, but the, the difference is while Aaron uh, Eckhart, while his character is elegantly kidnapped and spends the entire <laughs> time tied up, James Sawyer is out there firing guns. Yeah. He's a bit more of a badass. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen – you've seen both of these. I have. I, although I think I'm conflating all those movies in my mind. I'm trying, right. to, I'm trying to separate <laughs> them now so that I can judge, mm-hmm. so that I can properly – this is, uh, the Jamie Foxx is Channing Tatum is the other right. half. Uh, in Aaron Eckhart's film, it's Gerard Butler is the other half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm- and Jamie Foxx in this movie is cool enough to, uh, to Channing Tatum's daughter who holds up her iPhone to get a, uh, an interview with the president. And he's like, yeah, I'll interview this little kid or I'll get interviewed by this little kid. And he doesn't talk down to her. He talks to her like she's a person. And, uh, he's a really, he shows himself to be a genuinely affable and honorable guy. Yeah. And he, he develops as a character as well because he's seen mm-hmm. as sort of a policy wonk who uh, lacks a backbone. And then by the end, he's firing guns and punching people. Whereas, the, the the main thing with Aaron Eckhart with President Asher is he fired his best Secret Service guy, who was Gerard Butler, mm. who he blames for, for the for the car, yeah the car accident. If he kept him, would have been fine. So judgment issues, mm-hmm. yeah. versus badass charisma, nice to kids. Yeah, that's another trouncing. Yeah, it's yeah. This is really great. Not another bad. trouncing. This could be mm-hmm. a very quick episode. <laughs> so the two that to co- the two to come out of the Northwest Division are Harrison Ford in Air Force One and Jamie Foxx in White House Down. Yes, mm-hmm. very nice. Moving Excellent. on, exciting. To I like our, this. <laughs> moving on to our Southwest bracket. Uh, the Southwest bracket first battle of the Southwest bracket. Dennis Haysbert mm. on twenty four mm-hmm. versus Peter Sellers. In Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I think that's mm-hmm. the name of it, something like that. It is. Fantastic performance. Particular favorite of mine. Yeah. I have to see mm-hmm. whether I can battle, whether I can argue persuasively on his behalf, given our criteria. Um, sellers in the role of Merkin Muffley. Yep. First of all, I like his mm-hmm. name. I don't Fantastic. think, I don't think he can get credit for that as a good president. I guess you're, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> it I does can, stand out in the field. That is true. 
Uh, he's calm did the under Merkin pressure. As a, did the Merkin as a an, an item exist back then? Is that was that why he was named that, or is it just a funny sounding word? I think the idea was to name the character something that would be emasculating, right? <laughs> I suspect. Gotcha. Um, but the naming of all the characters in Strange Love are fantastic. They're great, great names. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Muffley. Is he's kind of the straight man of the movie, but he's very funny nonetheless. Sellers mm-hmm. playing multiple roles. He's calm in a horrendous, world-threatening situation. Uh, now, ultimately, the world is destroyed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's perhaps he's perhaps ineffective, right? Um, but in a world gone mad, he is a voice of reason. And uh, he gives a steady attempt to bring people uh, to a sane conclusion. Yeah, he does. He does try to open up relations with Russia. Mm-hmm. There's a great mm-hmm. phone call with Dmitri. Yeah, uh, they have very long. It's a fantastic scene. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, he does. And can can you blame the destruction of the planet on him? Really? No, I think not. Yeah, I mean it's crossed wires. Is right. the whole thing? Indeed. So he, yeah. while he doesn't and slim the pickings, earth, you can't blame him for the Earth's destruction. But D- Dennis Haysbert, school me on Dennis Haysbert because I have never watched a single episode <gasps> of Twenty Four. Really, I never got into it. It's I don't really know why. fun. And Keith, uh, Dennis Haysbert, Keith, yeah, hey, oh yeah, <laughs> Keith, yeah. Keith Dog. I would call him Keith Dog, uh, yeah, but uh, then I confuse him with Kevin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> um, what Peter Sellers fails to do in Doctor Strangelove, uh, Dennis Haysbert succeeds in doing weekly, and that is preventing the destruction of Earth at the hands of madmen with weapons. True. All right. Hot would job. you agree? <laughs> yes, but I would also add. But I would. I would also add, though, if I'm remembering correctly, in later seasons. Uh, everything he does, he does mm-hmm. weekly, W-E-A-K-L-Y, because I think Whoa. he's ill. Isn't he not mm. well? Oh, maybe so. Oh, you only get to see like one day of his presidency at a time. Well, that's also true. That's true. He may have 364 <laughs> days of utter crap. But isn't he yeah. sick in season two or three or something? I think we, we need a hearty man. Or woman. Yeah, Ooh. he is it. <laughs> is it an illness that gets him or does he is he assassinated? I don't remember how he goes. No, he steps down, doesn't he? Does he? And then his brother heavily, comes in. He's confined to a, a wheelchair. Oh, there later you go. On. He's there infirm. Go. The president. You can't possibly have a president in a wheelchair. Yeah. In in season no. two, the president the presidency gets taken from him under the twenty fifth amendment. In season three, he's not running the presidency at all. So there's really only one season of him as president. He's no FDR. That's true. The first, the second yeah. season, because in the first season it's the uh, primary, right? He's running for president. Uh, yeah, but he decides not to run because he has an affair. Right. So is he is he truly a number one seed? I know you put him in number one. This is a little inside baseball uh. because some TV guide poll, which I mean. No, also on. because I am I'm a big fan of Dennis Haysbert uh, it, back to the major league days. Yeah. Do you would you um, rather would you rather have Pedro Serrano as your president or the 24? How can you, you gags not be a major fan of Peter Sellers? I don't yeah. believe it. I am, oh, I am a Peter Sellers fan, and I was just about to say, this feels like this may be the first upset. <laughs> I would like to. I'd like to pull it off. Yeah. As much as I love TV Guide, great crossword, challenging crossword, but <laughs> challenging crossword. I don't want to be really? unduly influenced <laughs> by their polls. Have you done the Tuesday TV Guide? It's almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that missing clue was Alf. <laughs> I finally got oh. it. <laughs> so um, I, I think this is an upset because the, Dennis Haysbert doesn't even complete uh, – he, he gets the president t- presidency taken away from him and he doesn't – he he can't rerun because of a scandal. He cannot run for mm-hmm. for re-election or decides not to. There are health questions. There are health questions. He's also, I think, distracted. He's, such an, I think, he's a solid and honorable man. And nonetheless, with the exception of the affair. I think the whole all state thing, conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah. Is he pushing <laughs> yeah. for big insurance? <laughs> I suspect he is. Yeah. Where is he in the pocket of the healthcare industry? Mm-hmm. Is he really looking out for? Everyday Americans. Is he in the pocket or is he in the good hands of them? Nice. (laughs) Boom. Well done. Well done. But I think Peter Sellers, 
comes out with an upset, I think. Yeah. Ma, flea. Ma, flea. All right. There you go. That's our Very first excited. upset. <laughs> Very excited. This All right. is huge. So that's a four seed beating a one seed. All right. Now we are going to uh, one that you can give us a little bit of inside baseball on. Here we go. Yeah. Um, this is uh, the final battle of the Southwest Division. Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep versus... Tony Goldwyn on mm. Scandal. Yeah. Now, mm. what what can you tell us about President Fitzgerald Thomas Grant III? Disturbingly little. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling I was telling Hal earlier off mic that with great frequency, I will call my dad and say, uh, "Look, here's what I'm saying in the next Scandal. What does it mean?" <laughs> um, there's so much plot in every episode of the show that I have trouble keeping up. But so, we, we tell everybody. Does he, uh, but he watches. Your dad follows the show. Yes, he does. I will say this, yeah. and I think this is a very crucial. And I'm sorry, Tony. Fantastic actor, mm-hmm. great guy. But Fitzgerald Grant ascended to the presidency his first term um, through uh, election fraud, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we can just you know look aside and still consider him, or whether he ought to be disqualified out of hand as not really the president of the United States or not rightfully so. Well, it seems like from what I understand, the majority of the show is him managing his relationships outside of the office of the presidency. Yes. We don't really know much about what kind of president he is other than that he really shouldn't be the president because fraud was committed. Yeah, that is true. He's a look, he's a moderate and reasonable Republican. I think policy wise, Mm -hmm. Uh, the three of us might find some common ground with him, mm-hmm. but then occasionally he will go to war over his girlfriend. Right. That's a problem. <laughs> I right. find problematic in a president. It is. It is a problematic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ordering and also, others to their the name, if we are looking at, if we are looking at problematic presidencies, the name of this television show is Scandal. Yeah, also true. So, That's yes. a very good point. He is, he is going to, he is going to have his problems. Uh, let's talk about Julia Louis Dreyfus in Veep, another ascendancy to the presidency. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just love Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes. As do I. Uh, it's a great performance. She's won multiple Emmys for it. Um, and she, the only reason she's president is because she failed to become president. She, she became vice president after a failed bid to become president Indeed. initially. So she wound up as, mm-hmm. as vice president. Uh, and then she gets completely ignored. By the president, who then uh, steps down. Yeah, because he's he's even worse than she is. Right, and she becomes the president. <laughs> she does she she does successfully negotiate a hostage situation. Yes, uh, but then is blamed for government shutdown. So, and but it's not the cause of the government shutdown. No, 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 no. She is she is blamed for it, but and she's willing to sacrifice herself for that. She also has a lot of affairs. She sleeps oh, with yeah. a lot of people, but she's single. Office. Yes, yes, but I mean, it's there. Some of them. Is uh, that one an of them, affair? How? Well, there was Gary Cole, who uh, you know, G Dog, uh-huh. who <laughs> who wound up being like a big money guy, and there were interests tied to it. So it wasn't. It's not an affair. Fun side note: I ran his unsuccessful presidential bid on the West Wing. See, as there you go, Bob Russell. <laughs> nah, there you go. Himself a failed president. Yes, but it still worked out for you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I lean towards Julia Louis-Dreyfus on Veep. As much yeah. as I love Tony, equally great performance in his own right, but mm-hmm. he has sent people to his death uh, for his uh, side action. That's yeah. not – I don't, I don't and respect also, that. He, you can't. he won he, – he got the presidency by ill-gotten means. She, legi- she was a legitimate right. president. She failed upwards, but – she got it legit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, failing upwards to the presidency of the United States is not a bad way to fail upwards. Yeah. That is true. That is nothing new. Um, also true. <laughs> Absolutely nothing new. I do want to before <laughs> – I mean, it looks like – it looks like uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, the president, Selena Meyer, is going to win this one. But I do want to say, mm-hmm. interesting side note, that uh, on Scandal right now, I believe playing the vice president is Artemis Pebnani. Oh, she's who, fantastic. Who I have known Brilliant. for – I think 12 years now and knowing that first of all, super talented, really sweet person who I always thought would be working all the time. So it's great to see her now, uh, getting her. Also on Son of Zorn. Yes. She's, she's everywhere. Yeah. 
She's, um, she's great. But I remember seeing her <laughs> the first first day I met her. We were on stage together, and she was rolling around in a trash can that was on a pallet. Nice playing Beck- R two Beckett D2. play. Oh yeah, yeah. We were, <laughs> we were doing some Beckett. Beckett's was, late work. R two D two. Yeah. <laughs> Fun side note: My character David Rosen and her character VP Susan Ross on Scandal um, had a very passionate romance, but it turned out I was two timing her with uh, Portia de Rossi's character Elizabeth North, and uh, I did her wrong. By the way. Having just cheated on a woman but not killed anyone, I'm still the good guy on the show. I was going to say. <laughs> this you're... still makes me the good guy on the show. <laughs> you're one of the most virtuous yeah. people yeah. on the Ab- show. Absolutely. I still wear you're, the, you're, the mini- you're the minimum scandal. That is correct. That's exactly right. <laughs> Everybody got oh a little scandal. God. It's right. scandal. <laughs> Only on ABC. <laughs> I started doing promo work, by the way, for nice. ABC. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now we have our winners out of this. So we have Peter Sellers and Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Coming out of the Southwest. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the Eastern Division. We're oh. going to go to the Northeast. Okay. The Northeast. And the Northeast, I believe, is the, looking at it now, I believe is the 90s Division. Okay. It's yeah, all it is. stuff from the 90s. Yeah. In the first battle of the Northeast Division, we have the aforementioned Mike Douglas versus K-Dog Kevin Klein. Michael Douglas in The American President and uh, Kevin Klein in Dave. Ooh, yeah. This is quite quite the Nor'easter. Yeah. This is a battle. It is. <laughs> yeah. This is a storm a-brewing. Because these are two very good, two very good presidents, national yes. presidents. They're very good presidents, but the problem is that Kevin Klein, while an excellent, excellent president as Dave, a full-on pragmatist and a just an honorable, decent guy – is not legally technically the president. That is correct. I think if we're going to be true to our ideals and the precedent we've set down, we've we've got to eliminate him purely. Let's we'll talk a little more first. But yeah. I think mm-hmm. you're right. He's not he's not a fictional president, Absolutely. or he's a fictional. If we're eliminating Tony Goldwyn, piece. yes, yeah. <laughs> and yes. even his his portrayal of uh, William Harrison Mitchell, who's the president that has a stroke at the beginning of the film and is incapacitated. Uh, that guy wasn't a great president in particular. Like, he although maybe we should well. consider him because at least he was president. Yeah, but he's <laughs> terrible. Let's put him up against <laughs> right now, Mike, Michael Douglas. But now, if we're in, putting if we're putting uh, him up against Dave, Dave wins. William Harrison Mitchell versus Dave. Dave wins. Right. Dave versus anyone else. Dave loses because Dave wasn't really the president. Yeah. He can't even beat illegal president. That's how bad Mitchell is. Now, you in yeah. the American president, you played a lobbyist, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I played really an assistant, uh, assistant to Annette Benning, who was an environmental lobbyist who yeah. was romancing the president. Yes. Yes. Now, and Andrew Shepard is president. His problem is this crime bill. That is the center. That's his central piece is trying to, to get assault weapons included in a crime bill. But his concern over his approval ratings gets in the way until ultimately he's convinced through his unconventional for, for a sitting president relationship with Annette Benning to take a stand at the State of the Union. Damn, nicely synopsized. Thank you. Yeah. Can you monetize uh, let me ask, that? Let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this, Josh. Remarkable. Yeah. Did you did you need to do you need to call your dad to find out whether or not I'll, I'll Michael Douglas perfectly, is a This is good why I'm president. so blown away by what Hal just did. Is that I would have had to call my dad <laughs> to remind me what the American president was about if Hal hadn't. I'm gonna start calling Hal. <laughs> I'm available for you. I'm here for you. I'm impressed. Dog. Um. So. What are what are your memories of of working on this film? I mean, this is this is you collaborating with with Aaron Sorkin yet again. You had That's a small true. role in uh um Oh my gosh. Why? By this point I'd been in A Few Good Men, yes, the Broadway show and the mm-hmm. national tour. I had appeared in the film for a nanosecond, five words, three of them yes, two of them sir. Yes. Uh, an inauspicious cinematic debut if ever there was one. Right. Um what else had I I think I had <laughs> appeared in Malice, perhaps, already that Aaron wrote. He's been very good to me. Yeah. And then, so this is my second film with Rob Reiner and, uh, the whatevereth job with, uh, Aaron. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Annette Benning couldn't have been nicer. Rob Reiner was nice. It was lovely, relaxed, uh, set. I got my own sort of where's the beef log line when Aaron wrote for me, I'm having lunch at the Kremlin. Yes. And that got played in the trailer over and over. So I got to be the Kremlin guy for a while. Um, yeah. 
But back to the uh, the question at hand, I think it's uh, Andrew Shepard's a fine, fine president. They're actually similar, I think, the two characters. Yeah. But one is legitimately the president, one is not. I, re- I went back in right. research and watched Kevin Klein as Dave, and there's this great scene where they have a budget meeting. And uh, he just kind of very sensibly talks through how they can save the money they need to cover uh, homelessness yeah. with just all these very simple things, what they can do. And, oh, $47 million we spend to make people feel good about the American cars they bought. Well, we can take that out. He's just kind of doing – he's doing all the numbers on a pad and it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic scene. But alas, as we've covered, Dave is not really – the president. Yeah. And even if he was, that, yeah. that is, well, that's a great act. Putting forward major crime legislation or at least calling for it is a much stronger, stronger act. And you get the sense that that's going to help him get reelected because he's at the, he's nearing the end of his first term. That is true. And I know we're going to get to another bracket that includes Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen is in the American president. Yes. As the chief of staff. I'm mm-hmm. glad you remember that. Yes. I was about to call my dad. <laughs> That's right. I have a, I have news for you. I was your father all along. <gasps> that reminds me of that Beckett play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were you in the trash can when they did that in rep? <laughs> when it did its off Broadway run? Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, so yeah, Martin Sheen is Leo, the John Spencer role in West Wing mm-hmm. in the American President to Michael Douglas's. Now bracket winning Andrew Shepard. Yes. And, and is a voice of reason. So mm-hmm. you get to see almost like a glint of what makes Jed Bartlett such a great character and how he plays the, the chief of staff, That's even true. though they're not the same person. If any of you think that. That's not how acting works. Yeah. It's not how it works. Yeah. It's not just, wait, wait, he's not just playing Martin Sheen and everything. <laughs> because I was so worried. I thought Martin Sheen was thrown off a building in The Departed, and that meant ah. that we weren't going to get any more Martin Spoiler Sheen alert. movies. Yeah. It was only after he freaked out in that room during the Vietnam War. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are moving on to the next battle of the uh, Northeast, the 90s bracket. And this is the battle of the crisis presidents. Mm. All right. uh, we've got Morgan Freeman versus Bill Pullman. Morgan Freeman, that was in uh, Deep Impact. Yes. And Bill Pullman in uh, Independence Day. Mm-hmm. That's the correct. original Independence Day. Is he in Resurgence also? I haven't seen it. He is. I, I, he is in I know from the trailer. He's no he longer the president. Uh, he is in it, though. Yes. But no longer the yes. president. Right. It's 20 years later. Right. Sure. Right. So I feel like this battle is this battle is about Sitting back, being stoic, and making hard decisions versus becoming the cowboy hero and literally hopping in a fighter jet and killing aliens. And which do you prefer? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to put you on the spot, guys. Yeah. I feel like uh, that speech at the end of Independence Day – Puts me more in the Bill Pullman camp for this. And I do like a president who is a man of action in the way that Bill Pullman was, uh, in this film. Did it because he had to. It wasn't, he wasn't, you know, the first choice to jump into a fighter jet, but it's tough. I also love Morgan Freeman and Morgan Freeman is faced with Morgan Freeman is faced with a more dire consequence, I think, because he's faced with, we are definitely dying. Who do we save? And Bill Pullman is faced with, maybe we can save the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's the breakdown there. Who Do you want the president mm-hmm. who's like that Morgan Freeman thing? Like, some of you are going to die. That's just how it is. <laughs> Triage. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of you can go into this mountain. Like, they had a mountain retreat that some people got to go to. And, and ultimately, their Hail Mary works, I guess, if I remember. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing I really remember from that film is, um, um, oh, my gosh, I can't remember the actor's name, who goes blind. And he's talking to his child from the spaceship and he goes, I'm holding you. That's the oh. only thing I remember from that movie at all. But I, but I will say like Bill Pullman gives a great speech and then goes and saves the entire world. He also reluctantly brings Jeff Goldblum in who helps crack the code and give a virus to the aliens so they can break through and destroy them. So he's really responsible not only for saving the United States but literally for saving the world not only through his personal actions but through the people that he surrounds himself with. Side question. Is the Judd Hirsch character in that movie supposed to be Jewish? 
Yes. I Jeff Goldblum's father. I got yeah. that sense. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I picked that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you didn't look at all like a 19th century caricature. <laughs> no, not <laughs> so much at all. Um, yeah. I think we also oh. need – we need Morgan Freeman to be God. Yes. Which is yeah. – I can't overlook that. Yes. Yeah. He's a much better – like I don't want Bill Pullman to play God. No, no. That's right. No. I want – I want Bill Pullman to pray to Morgan Freeman before he shoots an alien. Boom. Nicely. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Perfect. All right. We got a winner. So there you go. Uh, but to recap, before we move on to our final bracket, we yeah. currently have Harrison Ford and Jamie Foxx coming out of the Northwest. Coming out of the Southwest, we have Peter Sellers and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, in the Northeast, we have Michael Douglas versus Bill Pullman. These are six of the Elite Eight. And uh, uh, sorry for breaking a copyright there. Uh, and in our final southeastern battle, four more presidents, two more battles. The first of those battles is uh, two very popular, uh, very popular fictional presidents, two excellent performances. Um, one very good, one very evil. Martin Sheen in The West Wing mm-hmm. versus Kevin Spacey. As Frank Underwood in House of Cards. Now begin. All right. Now you were on the West Wing for several years. That is true. Tell. Can you give us? Do you remember some highlights? Do you remember being on the West Wing? I knew, before you even said it. I remember that he played the president. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we're talking behind the scenes highlights, or I mean, I, yeah, I would love to know first of all what it was like to work with, what it was like. Martin was fantastic, <laughs> as far as I remember. No, he was – it's always good when the guy who's – or the woman who's number one on the call sheet, and this is the case with Scandal as well, is not an asshole. Right. Because then everybody below that number cannot be an asshole. Even if one is, you've got to hide it. Um, because when the top dog is down to earth – and that, that was Martin. Martin, super down to earth, couldn't be nicer, salt of the earth, you know, knew everybody, treated everybody well. And so that was just the way it went for everyone else, additionally. Well, then, let let me go through some of his presidential highlights. Yes. Okay. He appointed the first Hispanic Supreme Court justice, the first female chief justice. Mm -hmm. And I think those would be um, uh, Admiral Adama. uh, Uh, Edward James Olmos. Thank you, Edward James Olmos. I love that show. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Can we just talk about You really do, clearly. And then, is it Glenn Close becomes... uh, Chief Justice? I think so. I, I'm the one with the podcast you would know about the West Wing. Look, but I haven't gotten right. up to that episode Yeah, you're yet. not there yet. Can we get Rishi on the phone? Quick. <laughs> he him. knows the show. He'll know. Um, um, yeah, other other achievements? Yes. Uh, negotiated a peace settlement between Israel and Palestine. Anyone could do that. Which yeah, is, pretty in easy. fairness. Yeah, that's it's pretty simple. Yeah. All right. How about creating millions of jobs, providing strong support for Are the jobs energy. huge? That's huge. right. Huge. He orchestrated social security reform plan. Although it's ever made clear what the pan, the, the plan is that's passed by the U.S. Congress, the show indicates that a revolutionary agreement is achieved with bipartisan support, which seems oddly like, oh, well, that all worked out. <laughs> uh, so, so those are pretty good. He does, he does, uh, uh, authorize an assassination, I believe, early on. That is true. Who hasn't? Yeah. So. But he's decent foreign mm-hmm. policy record. Um, and he, even when he's forced to military action, he does so willingly. So he's not. Nothing's going on behind his back. Well, that is true. He yes. makes his calls. So he right. uh, and so there was an assassination attempt, which of course was the big uh, cliffhanger, mm-hmm. the end of season that one. That's true. And Although in fact, it's revealed that yes. the target of the attempt was actually Dulé Hill's character, Charlie. Oh, that's right. Rather than the president himself, because he's dating the first daughter. That's correct. That's right. See now you're now now with you're Bartlett my dad. Is cool uh, with which Bartlett is cool, by the way. Yes. So he's he's kind of, he's progressive guy. Yes. Yeah. He's super mm-hmm. progressive. Um, and his younger, his youngest daughter was kidnapped. Sure. <laughs> but that's, that's not true. his fault. No, that's... that is Aaron Sorkin's fault. I think when Aaron decided and realized that he was leaving, he was like, what, how bad a mess can I leave? <laughs> <laughs> John oh, wow. Wells to have to unwind <laughs> in season five. <laughs> and so he fulfilled a prophecy earlier in an earlier episode. There's a uh, whole question of the security of the first family and, uh, Martin Sheen, as President Bartlett, shares with Zoe, um, as played by Elizabeth Moss, his concern for this very scenario that, in fact, ends up playing out at the end of season four. So there you go. 
No one is safe. All right. No one is safe. From so Ellie there's a, there you go. Fantastic. Uh, never won an Emmy. So I mean, I feel like we can begin to redress that here yeah. by perhaps putting him through. Uh, never won an Emmy in the role. <laughs> yeah. And major Look, he, he may not win an Emmy, but he will – he has a very good shot of winning this episode of We Got yeah. This. Yeah. He could win the episode. Um, He's at least yeah. winning in this bracket so far. Yes. And by the criteria we've been using, I mean, we have to go to Frank Underwood now, though. I mean, they're, they're like two sides of a coin. They're different. I mean – Yeah. It's, f- right? it's, Effective. it's fun to watch his presidency play out behind the scenes and his his ascendance, uh, his ascendancy, or you know how he ascended to the office of, of president. However, if you were a layperson on the street and you saw that he was president, you probably would think he wasn't that great. He doesn't have a lot of support. Um, you know, all the people who should be his allies have, have right. sort of ditched him. Indeed, at where we are right now, his America Works program was a bust, and he he keeps switching running mates. Because now his wife is his running mate. We don't know yet what the elections are. He watches uh, a family get killed by terrorists. He watches a, t- a terrorist execution and then they use it. They're going to use it to make all of us afraid mm-hmm. so that we'll vote for them. Spoiler alert. You could watch it by now. It's been out for a while. Well, <laughs> not a spoiler, the, the very first up. thing he ever did on the show was smother a dog to death. <laughs> Right. That's literally the first thing he did in the cold open so of the pilot. So you're saying should reconsider him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, I get it. You like dogs. I'm sorry. I'm, I, miss, I completely misread that. Where's this I mean, podcast on dogs? Are you pro-dog? pro-dog? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Do not have Josh Molina on Can I Pet Your Dog? Yeah. <laughs> I'll pet it forever. Mm. Uh, yeah. Now you make a good point. Yeah. So I think, I think Jed Bartlett. Yeah, he's a terrible, terrible human, but a great performance by Kevin Spacey. Indeed. Absolutely. Jed Bartlett sails through this round. So this leaves us with our last first round matchup. All right. The final battle of the Southeast Division and the final battle of this entire bracket. It's heating up. This would be. Yeah. Gina Davis. Sure. Uh, on her wonderful television series, Commander in Chief. As President Mackenzie Allen. She's doing battle against Terry Crews. Who played President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho <laughs> in the motion picture Idiocracy? <laughs> I mean, is this really a fair fight? I, my memory is that he <laughs> fires an assault weapon during the State of the Union. Yes. <laughs> so I give him points for that. The yeah. one thing he that he does, it. the one thing that he does well is go, Maybe the guy who's smarter than all of us is the guy we should listen oh, to. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he has it. That's he a, has some common sense. Yeah. Then. The best thing he does yeah. is he is an authority delegator, much like President Chester Arthur was. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. The be- yeah. The best thing he does is uh, is at the end of the film he stops being president, so mm. that I believe Joe is the, is the character. Oh, by we should Wall. all be so lucky so soon. Yeah. Ha. So ha. so there you go. That's your. Uh, that that's that's the defining moment of his presidency is him no longer being president right uh whereas gina davis's character uh is an independent uh mm-hmm. she does not have any allies in the house or the senate uh she knows how to show force against the nigerians yeah. uh she uh, she uses military force in latin america against a corrupt dictator uh, it feels, it does feel like her show was a little more of a faked version where we would have some foreign villain of the week. Like, Sounds like it. it's not, it's not her battling against, uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia. It's her battling against a rogue dictator or a cartel, but she does, uh, does kick some butt. Yeah. Uh, she does bring the U.S. to the brink of war with North Korea. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's uh she's tough on she's tough on her predecessor staff. She was brought in as vice president. Uh I don't remember how he loses his job. He's elegantly kidnapped. He's that's that's what it was. I, I paused for a second because I'm <laughs> it's just catching up with me that I forgot that Tony Goldwyn as Fitzgerald Grant himself killed a, 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 a Supreme Court justice. I kind of forgot there was a smothering. I really that really probably should have that should, should have come up early in our discussion of him. It's just hitting me. But but please back to Gina Davis. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh well you know what we'll use that in the second round with oh no Tony was eliminated yeah. in the first yeah. round. I, I, think, I just wanted to read uh, sorry bring Tony. That up will you will you apologize to yeah. Tony for us? Uh, yeah I will and tell him not to smother either right. of us. I think this is another easy one. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's Gina yeah. Davis in a Yeah. 
Gina Davis the comes through. Yeah. yeah, she wants to do anything. So when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna have our uh, elite eight. We're gonna go all the way down to the championship. It will go so quickly you won't even believe it. Excited. But until then, listen to some of the other great shows that are on the Maximum Network. From the dawn of time, one podcast has unlocked the secrets of science and technology to enrich the lives of billions. And now, after a year where they've unlocked the golden age of knowledge, they're about to hit warp speed and go stratospheric. Wait, hold up. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and we participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments and then report our findings to you. And yes, we've even investigated Scientology. Shh, Ross, shh. New episodes every month at MaximumFun.org. Oh no, Ross and Carrie. They show up so you don't have to. Comedy, friendship, and creativity. All of this and more wait for you at MaxFunCon. Join us for MaxFunCon in Lake Arrowhead next June or MaxFunCon East in the Poconos next September. Tickets for both events are on sale now, but they're going fast. Visit MaxFunCon.com to buy your tickets right now. And we're back. All right. All right. You guys ready to do this? I'm so ready. This is a a battle heating up. What's our first matchup? This is for the Northwest title. It is Harrison Ford versus Jamie Foxx, two awesome gun-toting presidents. One of them, uh, a, one of them a more sensitive policy guy who is forced into violence. Uh, one who is already a violence guy who is forced into violence. One who slept with Carrie Fisher. One who may have slept with Carrie Fisher. That's right. We don't sure. know. What, we don't know what Jamie Foxx's <laughs> no. bedroom activities are. So that's just <laughs> let's just even remove that from consideration. Then, yeah. I mean, to me, it's it's got to be Harrison Ford. He's he's already a tough guy, and he he. <laughs> He fights off terrorists by himself. He doesn't need a Channing Tatum. He is the he's That's Channing true. Tatum and Jamie Foxx rolled up into one. Mm, very nicely put, right? As am I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Uh, yep. <laughs> Done. It's hard not to let that kind of trickle in. There we go. Right. Yeah. So it's not. It's hard not to let. All right. First part of the final four so, done. Boom. That did happen quickly. My yeah. God, my head is spinning with how quickly that happened. All right. <laughs> did you just think of three more yeah. people that Damn. Tony Goldwyn killed on scandal? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on delay. <laughs> All right. What do we got? I'm the one that's doing this remotely and you're on a HAL delay. Uh, that's yeah. right. uh, all right. Our next battle, Peter Sellers mm-hmm. versus Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. This one a little bit more. I mean, they're both hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both – this is the comedy bracket. We went from action bracket to comedy bracket now. I think the big question is whether the destruction of the world by nuclear holocaust, uh, whether that sort of out outdoes – But we've decided you can't blame that on him. You can't blame that on him. And at this – He didn't ultimately prevent it though. No, that is true. Right. But that was but just – nor has she been faced with the problem. Right. Look, the real question here is which one of these two fine, fine presidents is going to lose to Indiana Jones? (laughs) Yeah, that's also (laughs) – yeah, you make a good point. I mean I I love Julie (laughs) Louis-Dreyfus, but I feel like we should let Peter Sellers – I'd make like it to put through. Sellers through as well. One more time. Because Peter Sellers is an icon. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. there you go. Maybe Peter not Sellers. President Merkin. <laughs> uh, but Peter Sellers himself. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it's Peter Sellers versus Harrison Ford in the final four in the West. Now moving to the Northeast Division, mm-hmm. we have Michael Douglas versus Bill Pullman. One realistic portrayal. Right. One, I'm going to go ahead and say, slightly over the top plot about a president. Which one's which? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, geez, do you go with the president who fended off alien invaders? Or the president that seems like a pretty decent president. I mean, he obviously knows his policy Mm -hmm. really well. And he's willing to stand up to, like, I would certainly not like aliens to be invading. But all, I also don't mind the crime bill he puts forth. Like, that would be nice also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see someone make it to the final matchup or make it further. Where, what are we up to now? There will be four left. Yeah. I know how this There will be final four. <laughs> um, 
uh, who is dealing with a more realistic mm-hmm. uh, legislative agenda and not sure. aliens. Yeah. Right. Dealing dealing with a plausible scenario. A plausible so scenario. far we've got we've got we've got two fairly implausible scenarios yeah, going there. into the yes. final four. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that as well. I think uh so there you go. We have Michael Douglas moving on. Mikey D. Uh all right, Michael Douglas is uh is moving on in the uh in the northeast. Now moving on to the southeast. This is this is, I feel like this is gonna be an easy one. We got we're gonna we got my, Martin Sheen. As Jeb Bartlett versus Gina Davis, the commander in chief, uh, whose yeah. name is Mackenzie yeah. Allen. Sorry. By the way, do you know the story about, uh, the names Mackenzie Allen and, uh, and her, the, her president? Hold on one second. Let me, let me bring this out here. Do you, have, you don't have the story. <laughs> right. Wait, let me look it up. I've heard it's a good no, one. No, no, I've got it right in front of me. So here's a, here's a side note about President Mackenzie Allen, played by Gina Davis. Uh, the characters of the president and vice president are, uh, are shout outs to Rod Lurie's previous political thriller, The Contender. Contender. Uh, oh. Teddy Bridges is referenced to Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And Mackenzie Allen, Allen is named for Joan Allen. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Nice. Right? Not, I don't Look think it's that. enough to put her through. Yeah. That was a <laughs> nope, really fun That's fact. why I was saying it now, cause we're going to be done talking about Gina <laughs> Davis in a moment. Get it in now. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, Gina. <laughs> Jed Bartlett moves on. So um, we have our final four. Two of whom. Finally, we finally got it down to the men. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> <laughs> let's be serious. That's what we were working towards. It's battle. It's battle cinema icons in the West versus battle Sorkin in the East. Right, but we're down yes, to white men. The final four. The important yeah. thing. White yeah. men. Like, like there's still a Jew, but I think we'll get rid of him. Pretty yeah, quickly. pretty much the whole presidency. <laughs> just like the whole presidency. Let's be been. realistic. Let's get this down to what just what a sells. Bunch of white dudes. <laughs> Older white oh, dudes. Here we go. <laughs> oh, this is this is really making me hey, sad you, now. You invited though. me on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have to call your dad afterwards to tell you who won this bracket? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All let's, right. let's start. Uh, let's start in the West with Harrison Ford versus Peter Sellers. Mm-hmm. I think this is where this is where Merck and Muffley. Has to, has to take his leave. Could buy land of black and white. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You did your best. Yes. But you're gone. You did your best, but ultimately you didn't save the day. No. You know who did save the day? Harrison Ford did. President yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, he yeah. did. You know what he would have done? He would have called Slim Pickens and said, get off my plane. <laughs> That's right. That, that would have been the end. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So there you go. And then now this is, this is a little, this is maybe, this seems like more of a battle, I think, than it actually is. This is, this is Andrew Shepard versus Jed Bartlett. And in looking okay. through their presidents, first of all, we had, what, 10 years on the West Wing or eight years? Uh, the show? Yeah. Seven seasons. Seven seasons. Mm-hmm. You sure? Seven seasons <laughs> and nine years. I got it wrong and then I tried to go lower and still got it wrong. No, it's, yeah, seven it's, seasons and uh, two terms for Bartlett. Yeah. Mm, we went, right? yeah, we went through that the entire, right. almost the entire, the entirety of his presidency. Right. We went from his, so for post inauguration to the handoff of the presidency to Matthew Santos. Ooh, very nice. Um, so mm-hmm. over that time, we got to see a lot more of what kind of president he is because it's in, in classic Sorkin fashion, it seems it's, it's not mired down, but sort of dives into the intricacies of what makes the office of the presidency work, which Indeed. is Indeed. Yeah. We've seen him through crises show. and we've seen him mm-hmm. deal with the day to day, uh, legislative battles of, um, being a president. Yeah. Um, and outside of hiding a disease from everybody, inc- including his wife, did she know? She did know. She knew, but she, she knew. Yeah. He kept it secret from everybody, which is a strike against him. And I've said yes. so on my podcast. The fact that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the fact that he has MS is something he should have shared with the nation. Yes. But it doesn't, uh, FDR was never photographed in his wheelchair. That's true. That is true. Yeah. And it doesn't, it never really affected his ability to, to be president in the larger sense. He still got mm-hmm. a lot done outside of, you know, as opposed to Andrew Shepard, where he proposed a crime bill and asked for one to be, to be written up, which isn't really that, you know, he could say whatever he wants. We don't get to see afterwards where, where Congress, you know, goes, no, we're not mm-hmm. going to do that. This is where the right, extra yeah. the extra 148 hours of screen time really <laughs> really benefit Jed Bartlett. 
Yeah. And, but you also, with Jeb Bartlett, you see how a president deals with the population of the United States. In, uh, American president, you see how an American president deals with a personal relationship mm-hmm. and how that affects his decision making, uh, in office. But really, ah, there's so much. I mean, the, the book on Jeb Bartlett is so much thicker and there's so much more meat there. Yeah. There's a lot more I real governance. He's, he's got to go through, right? Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Jew out. Goodbye, Michael Douglas. I fought for you as far as I could. You tried. Next year in Jerusalem. This is getting more and more realistic. Next year in Jerusalem. So now we're down to secret Hispanic president Mm -hmm. versus President Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) This is tough. This is for all the marbles. Yeah. I mean, by the way, we're giving them each. If you see Martin Sheen uh, and he wins, please give him a bag of marbles. For absolutely. Us. Yeah. Well. He'll get the entire bag. Um, um, and if you think I'm bad, believe me, I'd have to remind him who I am. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even know to call my dad to ask. Who I, am. <laughs> uh, I think we should each put in a vote for who we think would win. Let's see if the if the majority rules. So uh, Josh is our guest. Are you, are you bound by honor not to change based on? What no, I've we, said? we certainly we could change, but okay. I, I want to get your feeling. I, off the of, top of my head, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I consider the home team, and I would say Jed Bartlett. Okay. Although I, re- I, uh, I respect uh, President Harrison Ford. What's the character's name? James Marshall. Yeah. I respect his mm-hmm. uh, military service. Something that Bartlett cannot claim. Yes. But on the other hand, Jed Bartlett, winner of the Nobel Prize in Economics, which James Marshall cannot claim. True. And nor can anyone else because it turns out there is no Nobel Prize in Economics. <laughs> but that's another <laughs> – that's something to take up with Aaron on another uh, show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I lean towards Bartlett. OK. Mark? I, I knew from the beginning that it was probably going to lean this way. And – Come down to these two, you mean? No. No. That, that I was – it was going to be who – how fun was the battle to eventually get to Bartlett? Ah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm on Team Bartlett as well. Also because he is named for a real politician from and a, uh, a member of the Continental Congress. And, right. And a signer of the uh, Declaration of yeah. Independence. And a kind of pair. Yeah. Also true. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sure. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, allow me to say, people of the world, walk with me. There have been so many presidents <laughs> on television and film. Through the years, so many – there's so many that didn't make this list. Donald Donald Pleasance we talked about a little bit, the president from Buckaroo, Bonsai, so many great presidents. But they didn't make the top 16. And even though you could argue who should or should not have been in that bracket, you cannot argue with the winner. With seven years of, of viewing, you can go through and see a beautiful presidency take place. Presidency that you wish was happening Right now, whenever you're watching it, you think, I wish that guy was my president. And doesn't that really make Jed Bartlett the best president ever fictional in parentheses? The answer is yes. Asked and answered. Jed Bartlett, your best president. Josh. Here, here. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Amen. Everybody should be listening to the West Wing Weekly. Thank you. Uh, there are pins and one of my we coworkers. Dig, we dig even further into Bartlett's. You legacy. go episode by episode <laughs> yeah. for people who who are not yet uh, listening. You go episode. You've already made it through we're, season one. Yes, we're into the middle of season two. Fantastic as we tape right now. And it's you and and Rishi who who has his own podcast called Song Exploder, which, which is also, also fantastic. Uh, but also this coming Saturday, you and Mark and I will all be at the Ace Hotel downtown in Los Angeles. Oh yes. What promises to be the final thrilling adventure hour live show for a very long time. It's both mm-hmm. sad and exciting. You it gotta is. be there. Yeah, the band, like the it whole is. band is, is getting back We're together. Getting we, back we haven't together. all been in one place for a show for a very long time. So, uh, if you do not yet have tickets, then go to the, you can go to the Ace Hotel website or you can, you can check out thrilling, uh, adventure hour on Twitter, which is at thrilling ADV. Check out the Facebook page. Uh, there are all sorts of links all over to get tickets and also listen to Josh's podcast. Is there anything else that you want to promote? I mean, watch Scandal. Scandal's coming back on January 19th yes. for season six. Fantastic. So there you go. So th- these, th- you can get your fill of Josh Molina live 
uh, in audio form and in visual form. And, and, although I'm guessing at the end of this podcast, everyone has already. Yes, that's it. <laughs> and they're not looking for additional outlets. No, are you kidding me? This is just the beginning of a great journey you're going on, listeners. Perhaps. Yes. Uh, thank yeah. you. Well, if they may have gotten their audio fill, but they may have not gotten their visual fill. So uh, I, I encourage you to download a photograph of Josh Molina. There you go. And uh, tape it up in your locker. And look at it while listening to someone else. <laughs> yep. That's right. Uh, well, I want to thank, uh, first of all, Jim Corbett was the original person who suggested this. And I know a few people on Twitter did as well. Uh, so thank you to everybody who gave this suggestion. But there are so many more topics for us to go through. So we want to hear from you. Let us know what arguments you need us to settle. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast. Or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. There is probably a flame war happening right now. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, Daniel Barwella, who is here on the board in Max Fun. Thank Woo. you so much. Uh, researcher Kate McManus, who did a ton of work on this episode. Yeah, she did. Uh, and graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and song, respectively. And thank you, as always, to you, our listeners. What a treat you have given us to give us the opportunity to sit down and talk important things like the American presidency with important people like Josh Molina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.